0: This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB
1: underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glynn. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Lance Glynn, and this is episode 42 of the On The Banks podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11. And of course, you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. There are many ways to listen to not only this episode, but every episode of the On the Banks podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, just search On the Banks Podcast. Find us on SoundCloud, just search OTB underscore SB Nation. And of course, you can find all of our podcasts and so much more content by going to onthebanks.com. I'm back from a little bit of a summer break. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed their summer months has certainly stayed cool, especially these last few weeks, and I hope everyone is looking forward to the 2019-2020 Rutgers Athletics year. What better way to bring in a new athletics year than to talk to some of the newly hired Rutgers head coaches? Joining me on episode 42 is the man who will be at the helm of the Rutgers baseball program going forward, one of those newly hired head coaches, and of course that is Steve Owens. Coach Owens is a winner, plain and simple. Wherever he has gone, he has won. And not only has he done it one place, but he's really done it at every level. First, it was Cortland, then LeMoyne, then Bryant, and now he brings his winning ways to Rutgers. You'll hear his passion for the game, his passion for his players, and the genuine care he has for them, not only as athletes, but as students and as human beings. He brings with him experience, a track record, Ties to the Northeast and a plan. So, without further ado, I am joined now by the new head baseball coach for Rutgers University, Mr. Steve Owens.
0: Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn.
1: He left Bryant University after many successful seasons and became the 13th head coach in Rutgers baseball history on June 26th. He brings to the bank's 914 career wins since he began his head coaching career in 1992, and he looks to bring this Rutgers program back to its winning ways of the past. I am now pleased to be joined by one of Rutgers Athletics' newest head coaches, Steve Owens. Coach Owens, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
0: Thank you, Lance. I'm happy to be here and to talk about Rutgers baseball.
1: Coach, let's first talk about you leaving Bryant, a program you directed since 2011. 327 wins there, postseason success as well. You decided to move on to Rutgers, Big Ten Baseball. What made now the right time to make this move, and what made Rutgers the right school for you as you begin a new chapter in your career?
0: Well, I have um, I consider myself a Northeast coach based on where I've been for my entire career. Um I've been successful in the Northeast at smaller schools, um, and we've been able to win pretty big and and, and and do some things that maybe you're not supposed to be able to do. Um, and, and so at this point in my professional career, um, you know, this opportunity and this job came open, um, which was a, you know, large school in a Power Five conference in the Northeast in one of the better, you know, recruiting states in the whole country. Um, So I I think it was a no brainer to, um, to inquire. And then uh, I was very pleased that, you know, we were able to uh, get some talks started and some interest uh, going and then, um, you know, to, to be able to get a little bit further and then eventually, um, you know, get in front of of Pat and the committee and, and uh, you know, and and make it work. So I think it's, it's, uh, I had done about everything that I could do at, um, at Bryant. Um, You know, we, we had a great program and it was wonderful. Um, You know, I was looking for an opportunity um, to coach in a, in a conference which has advantages, you know, um, with size of schools, um, high RPI, and most importantly, the opportunity to get four or five teams in the NCAA tournament, you know, regardless of maybe an outcome of a
1: tournament. You know, coach, you had success as a player before your coaching career and began drafted by the Cubs in the late eighties. Remembering back to your playing days, how did your success on the field influence how you coach and interact with your players at each of the stops you've made so far?
0: I, um, I've always had a high passion for playing and, I mean I I think I'm a better coach. I'm obviously a better coach than I was a player. So um you know I played it was it was great. It was an it was a very, you know, uh, monumental accomplishment for me. Um it's a goal that I had as a as a youngster and and it, I was able to achieve that and you know and then at some point they tell you that you're not good enough and and you and you move on and so I wanted to use those experiences to to help me, you know, when I started coaching, to to learn the game at a higher level and to be able to teach it to other players that play for me, and so I think it was a good experience. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, other than than having the passion, you know, for the game, that you know my my actual playing experience now is factoring in too much. That was a long that was a long time ago. Um, you know, if anything, it just. Um, it, it taught me to. It taught me the care level when you're when you're getting paid, even if you're getting paid seven hundred and fifty dollars a month as a minor league player. You know, you really care about what what's happening every day, your preparation, how how much effort you put in, and then the productivity that you know because you know that every single day you're being evaluated, and if you don't do well, you're you're not going to be around. So, um, I think that would be something that I. Would have taken from my my experiences, um, different learning things from different coaches or different you know professional coaches that I had um, during that short period uh, period of playing, and then just taking a high care level about the game and and uh, and converting it into a coaching career.
1: I found it so interesting. Winning follows you wherever you go. You know, Cortland, Lemoyne, Bryant. You've never had a losing season. How have you been able to maintain such a consistent level of success, especially with college athletics, where I'm sure, as you know, there is so much turnover every single year?
0: I've built most of my programs, you know, with four-year players so that we know, you know, that we're going to have guys go through the program or we can develop them. And so when, you know, a senior leaves or, I mean, we've had, had a lot of pro players. I think we've had close to 50. Um, So most of those guys are going out as juniors. So, you know, you anticipate that um, knowing who you're going to lose and then you try to have another guy, you know, or two or three ready to replace them at key spots. And, and then, you know, when you build with four year players and you develop younger guys, you know, I think you have a better chance of being consistent. And I've always tried to build my, my teams and my coaching Philosophy. I'm trying to be good every single year with how, with the decisions we make in recruiting and playing and developing, as opposed to building, you know, one special type team, um, you know, by taking shortcuts or, or, or doing things maybe unethically to, to just, you know, put together one great team so you can get somewhere else. So I've, I've tried to, I've tried to, to, you know, be consistent in how we build the teams, and then be consistent with how we coach them. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have had g- very good players and and very good assistant coaches and very good administrations backing me. And so it's been, you know, that's kind of how we've done it.
1: So, Coach, I asked this because at Rutgers, fans love to put an emphasis on keeping the top in-state talent at home. It's been, you know, widely argued not just for the baseball program, but really every program, that putting, so to speak, a fence around New Jersey is is a necessity. What is your philosophy and your approach in recruiting when it comes to, you know, going after that New Jersey talent, as well as going after talent that's from out of state?
0: We will we will use our my entire recruiting networks, which is the entire Northeast and New Jersey included. Um, to recruit the absolute best players. Now that being said, we would love, you know, if if half or more of those players were from the state of New Jersey. Number one, because there's so many talented players that we would love to keep home. Number two, you know, even a scholarship player um, is going to have less costs if you know incurred if we can keep them in state because it's half as exp- as expensive. Um, and number three, we'd like to build the program to the level. So that elite players, um, you know, consider us as a strong option or a top option to stay home um, going forward. You know, once we can get this thing back to the levels that it, that it was uh, in pri- previous years.
1: How has your managerial philosophy adapted to the changing athlete as well as you know a changing game? Obviously college baseball hasn't gone through a revolution to a certain extent, like the pro game has with all the power and the analytics, but nonetheless, the game and the players have changed as time has progressed. And I'm sure you've had to kind of adjust the way you speak with the players and the way you relate to the players as your coaching career has progressed.
0: I've tried to recruit, you know, the same type of uh, the same type of kids, you know, high character, high talent. And we've, a lot of multi-sport kids that maybe aren't the the polished product, but maybe they're football players, hockey players, um, basketball players, kids that have been multiple sport type guys, um, who, when we've, we've seen their size and their athleticism and their competitiveness. And then when we have recruited them to just play baseball, you know, we've, we've instilled a, a work ethic and, and, uh, to just really get after it and get bigger, stronger, and faster, and more skilled. And those type of kids, you know, have kind of been the staple of what we've looked for. Um, Kids that maybe aren't the perfect, you know, polished, finished product, but they're great athletes, and, and we've been able to develop a lot of them you know, into elite baseball players during their college experience. So I would I would stick with that type of template of the players that we're trying to look for. Um, I would, um, you know, obviously at, in the Big Ten conference, and uh, we're, we're hoping, you know, that we're starting with a very high-level player, not a low-level player. Um, so, you know, the, the starting point would be a little bit different here than maybe it has been in some of my – previous stops um because the competition level that we're playing you know day in and day out is going to be a little bit higher so but toughness you know kids that want to work hard kids that are unselfish um obviously they have to have physical talent but they have to be the right type of kids um you know to buy into a team atmosphere and to doing what it takes you know and bringing it on the field every single day both in practice and in games um you know, to be successful and to win. So we want to develop, we want to win, we want to develop pro players. um, We want to compete for conference championships and we want to play in the NCAA tournament. And all those things are very hard to achieve. Um, But, you know, I think if you're consistent and you recruit the right kids and everyone buys in and you, and you, and you're adaptable, like, you know, the other thing, the other part of this is that you can't just, be one-dimensional like you can't just pitch it and not hit it or you can't hit it and not pitch it you know you can't be a very good offensive team and not defend so you know you have to take your strengths that you have on a given year and you have to formulate you know a a strategy and get the kids to buy into this is how we're going to win this year based on what we have you know so there's there's that part of it also you have to be adaptable and um you have to you have to win with your strengths while you continue to work on whatever weaknesses you may have as a group. Um, so, you know, we haven't changed. I haven't changed, you know, with our intensity and, and how we go about things. Um, you know, kids have changed. We have to deal with them differently now. They have different focuses. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of social things available to them now that, that, that didn't necessarily exist, you know, in different eras. So you have to change and adapt. You have to treat them differently. It's a different time. But, but the basic tenets of what you believe in should never change, I don't believe, as a coach and a leader of young men and a program. And uh, you, just, you just set the bar high and just keep, keep plugging away, holding them to a high standard.
1: Looking at what you've accomplished on the field, I also noticed that you have mentored and coached some you know, academic All-Americans during your career. To you, how does having academic success translate to having athletic success on the diamond? And how have you kind of pushed your players throughout your career to reach their potential, not only on the field but, of course, in the classroom as well?
0: Well, you don't just coach a player in in you know how to throw a slider or how to hit a home run. I mean, you, you're with them. You're a very important part of their life. You've recruited them. You're you're taking care of them. Those are kids that that the parents are entrusting in you to develop them, you know, and to look after them, not only as a player, but as a person, um, you know, they have, they have a lot of problems. They have, you know, emotional things and, and life challenges and academic issues and personal problems. You have to be there for your kids through all, all of these different things. And the, and the more they know you're there for them, um, and you're a straight shooter with them, and and you're you know you're consistent with them, and that you've got their backs. The the more you're going to get from them, the better relationship you're going to have, the more trust there's going to be, the more honesty that can happen, and, and in your relationship. And when they leave, they're mature and they're they're poised and they're seasoned and tough, and they're ready for success in the business world or or some other part of their life, because baseball is only a short period of even an elite player's life. So, you know, we want them to be great baseball players, but we want them to be great people. We want them to be great friends. We want to go to their weddings. We want them to come back to alumni events. We want them coming into our office and hanging out and having lunch with us 10 years later. We want them writing checks to us to build new stuff for new players in a new era like it's all related you know the experience and the coach is a big part of that um the coach is a big part of, of establishing that type of culture and and trust with the players and love with the players and and then it just kind of you know it just kind of builds from there and it's a that's what a program is you know it's um it's a long-standing you know series of events that that people feel good about and and you, it's really hard to be good all the time. You know, it's it's it, there's a lot of ups and downs, but those are the things that that you try to instill in your in your program. Um, and those things um, can be there every year, even though your ERA might be higher and your batting average might be lower, and you might win a few more games on a given year. Those experiences um, are part of the whole process that you're trying to develop.
1: So coach, you're obviously tasked now with taking over this Rutgers program and building it to reach, you know, consistent regular season and postseason success. The program has struggled since joining the Big Ten Conference a few years ago, but it certainly has talent as we saw this past year. From what you know of the roster as of right now, and of course still very early, but from what you know of the roster as of right now, what really excites you about where the program is currently and the kind of talent that it does have returning next season?
0: You know, it's kind of been a little bit of a whirlwind here the last couple of weeks. I'm trying to, uh, to figure everything out and, and communicate with guys, as, you know, as well as learn a new school and get organized and get, you know, get situated. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going into this. And, and um, you know, it's not a, a short-term type thing. But in looking at the roster and the players and communicating with many of them, you know, so far – um and looking at stats and past accomplishments, um, I feel that there's a lot of quality young men here. Um, they've been very they've been very professional um, and courteous and uh, inquisitive. Um, they They all seem committed to working hard and wanting to, you know to do well. Um, and, and you know, I've met a lot of them if they've come in and out of the office or stopped in, and there's some big physical, athletic looking kids, you know? So, um, you know, I think we've got some, you know, we return a a weekend starting rotation. That's pretty special. Um, that's a great starting point, you know, and there's, there's several position players, um, you know, that I think, um, you know, could, could be special type players. And, you know, you get the Giorgio back in the middle infield and, and then she is eligible. He's killing it out in the Northwoods league and, you know harry's a cape cod league all-star and tevin spent all summer you know getting better and and trying to to uh improve you know going into this year and 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 a lot of guys have made the commitment to go out and play summer ball and grind through it and, and try to put up some good numbers i know well she's up in new england and he made the all-star team up there and um you know some different some different guys have done some good stuff um uh, you know, at, at all different positions. So, um, you know, um, had guys in Alaska, Reardon. Um, you know, made the All Star team up there. Has put up some really good numbers out of the bullpen, left handed. Um, you know, some other guys are banged up and not playing. Um, but you know, there's some, there's some, a lot of, a lot of the guys that are, you know, the core guys have gone out and had good summers and done a good job. Um, against good competition so I'm I'm excited you know for that um, you know we have uh, we have a good core of catchers um, you know Peter uh, playing in New England and Newport and having a solid summer and and, uh, and uh, you know uh, you got an uh, in incoming freshman drafted catcher you know Gus Sosa so there's some there's some talent around the field that's kind of exciting and again i don't know all the players i just can kind of looking at the stats and kind of feel that there's a you know the cupboards are certainly not bare Um, i've seen all the freshmen coming in and and there's some very physical good-looking kids that are working hard and, and getting a class out of the way and doing a nice job in the weight room um you know um it's been nice to see them a little bit in the days that i've been in the office because that kind of speeds up the the process of um, establishing relationship because, you know, I wasn't the one that recruited them and, but I'm here and, um, and they're here. So we might as well, you know, start to establish the relationship as soon as we can. So there's been a lot of good stuff happening. And again, there's a lot of things that we don't know. um, But with the things that we've been able to decipher so far, we're excited.
1: You know, you brought over some of your former assistants from Bryant, Kyle Petteruto and Brendan Monahan join you on the banks. What did they bring to the Bryant program and how did they help you reach the levels of success that that program did and that you ultimately hope to reach at Rutgers?
0: Well, no head coach can do anything by himself. You know, you, the most important part of the program is the players. And, and the second part, most important part of the program is the people who work with the players every single day and, and are loyal and organized and talented and and work hard for the players you know so our job as coaches is to work hard for these guys and set the bar and and to give them everything that we can you know both in time effort knowledge resources to get them you know to push them to get better from the minute we have them until the minute they leave us whether that's one year or two or three or four so I, I'm very fortunate to have have been able to bring my guys with me. Um, I'm comfortable with them. They've done an excellent job. They have big motors and we're comfortable with each other. We, we understand roles and responsibilities. We understand recruiting and evaluating and putting monetary values on players. We understand the type of kids that I like in my program. Um, so there's a comfort level there that we can hit the ground running and not have to you know waste a year learning you know new coaches strengths and weaknesses and trying to establish that relationship we can just get right into into doing what we do as a staff and um and establishing relationships with the players we also will be hiring a volunteer coach uh, very shortly that'll be announced very shortly that's going to be a home run uh as well and and that will be announced shortly and then you know and Peter uh, Barron has been here for three years and, and um, he will continue his job, you know, as our director of baseball operations. And we, we couldn't be, I couldn't be happier um, with what I've seen from him so far with his assistance and and helping us to um, acclimate into this situation and to take care of all the administrative things that he, he takes care of so that we can coach
1: coach a couple more before I let you go. You know, We have seen over the past several years some new programs or some new coaches, should I say, find success early on with their programs. And some new coaches take a little bit of time to find that success. You coming in, do you have a timeline in your mind, if there is any, for this program to reach the level that you ultimately want it to?
0: I feel it's it's probably best for me to evaluate the players and know exactly where we're at before I would make any um any projections but i of course have goals and aspirations and um you know i know that um you know i feel pretty good about this year's club based on the talent that's coming back um you know i I feel that um positionally we'll be in good shape going forward i think and pitching wise um you know with with the loss of potentially harry as a junior and, and, and then all of our weekend starters this year as older players, um, you know, that's that's uh, that may be tough shoes to fill going into year two. Um, but again, you know, you there, there's a lot of stuff that could play into that. Um, and then I, I, I think that um, the true colors of the direction that we're hopefully headed in should be very evident to uh everyone in our uh, that surrounded our program and follows our program you know going into year three
1: last one coach before i let you go rutgers baseball has a rich history you know many names that everyone knows have represented this program the late fred hill of course david de jesus todd frazier bobby brownlee among others it's a program that fans want to see get back to competing and winning at a high level What's your message to the Rutgers faithful about why they should be excited for your program, not only this year, but for years to come here on the banks?
0: Well, we're going to work as hard as we can. Um, We're going to, we're, we're coming here, you know, and we're not on vacation. We're coming, we're coming to work. And uh, so that takes, you know, that takes um, leadership from the top and it takes hard work from everyone, um, and setting the bar for the players and how we're going to act and carry ourselves and then you know we need to continue to grow everything to become that type of program in this modern era we need to continue to grow our resources we need to continue to grow our facilities uh, for to to be you know to compete in the conference that we're in Um, we need our alumni and former players to be to be to be great helpers, um, and to send us players, and to um, support us financially, and to come to, you know, to come to games and to come to events, and to to be a huge. I mean, part of the biggest part of a program, you know, is is um, is how successful the players are after they leave, and you know, I know that th- this program was played at a very very high level for a long time and uh and and you know and i'm proud to be able to have the opportunity to you know to hopefully um you know put put our mark on it and and, and make those people proud um and and make them feel like they want to put their Rutgers baseball hat and t-shirt on and, and come to the games and so that's a that would be a well, that would be a, a big accomplishment and a big goal if we could get stuff going and get people excited and behind the program. Um, and we're gonna work as hard as we can. You know, we're not miracle workers. Um, there's a process to, you know, to going from the bottom of the conference and hopefully getting, getting ourselves up where we gotta be. Um, there's no magic formula. You can't take a pill. You just gotta, you just gotta strap it on and go to work. And you need help. You know, it's not a it's not a short-term fix, so we're in here for the long run. We're committed. We're going to do our very best. Um, you know, we're and we're going to try. We're going to try to uh, to put this program back to where it was.
1: The new head coach of Rutgers baseball, Steve Owens. Coach, thanks once again for joining me. I know I and every Rutgers fan looks forward to watching you and this program grow and succeed in the coming years. All
0: right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time.
1: I want to thank Coach Owens for coming on the podcast and taking time to speak with me in what has been a very busy time for him, having not too long ago taken over as head coach of this baseball program. Like the most recent hires by Pat Hobbs, Coach Owens is not a first-year head coach. He's a program builder. We have seen it with a lot of the hires for the Olympic sports, such as Jim McKeldry for men's soccer, Umi Selene Beasley for gymnastics, and of course, Kristen Butler for softball. Coach Owens has a plan, and has shown in his previous stops at Cortland, Lemoyne, and Bryant that he is able to put that plan into action and get positive results. He comes into a situation, like he said, where the cupboard is certainly not bare. This team has some real talent, especially on the mound. Murray's back, Rutkowski's back. This team has pieces in place to really prove a lot of opposing programs wrong. Personally, I'm very excited to see what Coach Owens and his staff are able to do with the players they have to work with. How will he lead his players into this new era of Rutgers baseball? How will he build year after year, with so much turnover, a team that can compete with teams like Michigan that just made the College World Series? These questions can and will only be answered months from now when the season begins. But until then, there is a great deal of optimism and a great deal of hope that this will be the next Rutgers program that takes that next step, that takes that leap into a consistent winner, and the next program that can achieve consistency and can really make a splash here on the banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search
0: On The Banks Podcast.